0: when he said welcome to another edition of michael l craver presents coming to you from a beautiful friday february the 5th it's great weather i think we're expecting snow next week i generally do not do topical things but i'm just talking about the weather one of the many tools one of the many tricks of the trade as you're listening to the show i do appreciate however you show your support if you're listening on iTunes or iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Deezer, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, there's Verbal, Listen Notes, Chartable, TuneIn, Podbean, of course, the home the flagship, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Make your choice. As, as a uh, young man says, I believe his name is John, right? Jigsaw. Anyway, I've been watching the Saw movies. They give us uh, HBO Max whenever we um, subscribe to uh, at and for the internet. So I've been enjoying the, the Saw collection, along with a great many other things that are on HBO Max. The uh, Snowpiercer series I'm watching uh, with a friend of mine. <clears throat> Look, I told uh, the tall tale at the end of the last episode that I would give a few tricks of the trade, and that is how I converse with people, how you're able to, I call it, and I have in the past through writing and otherwise, the courtship of attention, how you're able to gather people's attention, uh, what you can do to keep things very civil. You don't want anybody to be extremely uncomfortable, so to keep them from breaking down and You just want to establish this rapport and a a good wavelength to be operating on, right? Smooth sailing. Picture it like it's a biometric chart in a hospital room. Do-do-do-do. You know right? You want a healthy beat. You want a healthy rhythm. You can picture it like a smooth sailing, uh, a nice little ship out on the cool breeze of the ocean. Maybe an intercoastal waterway. Maybe some beautiful young couple, myself. Maybe we even we got the girlfriend. and we got Georgie. And we're going through one of those canoes with the young man paddling us through Venice. And you got the classical music playing in the background. But you want to keep everything nice and poignant. And yet, maybe you need to be able to articulate and get some very uncomfortable things out into the air. But you want to do it in a way that everybody is able to maintain decorum, have a good demeanor. All these nice words here. On the list, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. That's an excellent phrase, right? Proper etiquette, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Let me get the door for you, sir. No, sir. However, and I told this in many of the restaurant episodes, you know, you get somebody who's being a little rambunctious or malicious with their verbiage. They're trying to cause a rift. Now, as a warning sign to all of you out there, I want you to gauge your surroundings. I want you to know and have a very deep understanding of who you are and what your potential is for vulnerability to defend yourself. to How do you handle danger? Because, you know. And when I say the next thing here, I want you to bear in mind that it's unpredictable. I say it because it's unpredictable and I can handle anything, right? At least that's my approach. So here comes... Someone it doesn't apply to, right? You got the opposite sex, or, you know, and I'm not talking about making a mistake because you, oh, yes, sir. Who are you talking to? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, th- now that's a mistake. This is an intentional piece of another piece of this puzzle levity. So I'm running the back of the restaurant, the example I've given many times, and somebody comes through and they, you know, they're, Being a little abrasive about the way they're saying something. Hey, I need such and such. Do you? All right, I'll get it for you. Yes, ma'am. Wait, who are you? Oh, and they walk away. Now, I've established this as a means of just playing it up and being a little funny, right? Guys call each other chumps and scrubs and bitches and assholes. And, you know, right, this is just another form of some way being able to be forward, right, a little intrusive with their language. I'll give you a good example would be, here comes, who's our hypothetical person? It's Riley, my daughter Riley. She comes around the corner. She's not in control or she's a little out of etiquette. I want something for breakfast right now. No, my daughter doesn't actually act like that, but hypothetically, she's going to. She's going to be very demanding. You going to make me that French toast? Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Ugh! You know, and, and, and it's a frustrating thing, right? It's a little bit of bounce back from someone else who is very aware. You're giving them credit and laying intelligence at their feet because part of this exchange is you are saying to them, they get it, right? They knew what they said and how they said it to you. It was confrontational or otherwise. And you came back and said, ah, yes, ma'am. Who are you talking to? You know, (laughs) but you do it on purpose. And if somebody wants to be... Estranged about this, and oh, it's a different world now. And you can't say this, and you got to use pronouns. And get the fuck out of here. I just that's not me, right? I mean, I come from a background of being on a field, on a team, individual sports, being competitive. Just generally having this back and forth language with people. It's a great you're throwing something off them to throw back off of you. It's the same reason that you go to training or boot camp or ROTC or you're in gym class, hazing, or you can call it warming up. Now, the people who are doing it in this positive energy and yoga, and they're stretching their legs, they're doing all this stuff to warm up in their world where there's no negative vibes and nothing ever goes wrong. I spoke about this at great length and very recently about immunity, right? You never encounter these things. You won't know what to do when... Danger happens, right? Right. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It's a great tool. It's a great way to show etiquette and appreciation. It's also a little bit of a <laughs> whenever you need to bounce back at somebody. You're not cursing at them, right? You're using etiquette improperly, but it's etiquette. Now you figure that sentence out. The stare. Yeah just like this you're talking to somebody you're talking to me because i don't know if anybody else does any of these things these are my individual tricks you people often look off in the distance to think like they're staring at the ceiling mm, you gotta think about that and they're just focusing right and people do that and they focus so you can call this focusing if you want to i'm not always focusing I know where you are out of the corner of my eye. Or as if Michael Jordan was taking a free throw with his eyes closed. I am being audacious. And what I do with that stare is take away. It's, it's much like swerving around a cone. Hey, look over there. It's a distraction. It is what it is. It's a distraction. And you do that because it throws off any ugly tempo that's going on in the conversation. It keeps somebody from being able to, to reach this, like, and I mean aggressively and, and quickly reach a boiling point. You know, it, it, that's not what you're looking for out of an exchange with somebody. You stare off in the distance as if you're focusing and you're thinking. They're giving you a little space for that thinking and giving you credit for it bad or they just you know what are you looking at and then they're worried about it or they, you know but it, anyway that distraction can divert the overflow of tension that's what it does for me i love it <clears throat> excuse me tone as I'm, I'm coughing this show in and of itself all about tone raise your voice your feelings your emotions your tone right I go over to people <laughs> People used to uh, give me a hard time when I was a server because <clears throat> I'd walk over to a table and I would speak to those strangers in a completely different voice than I'm speaking to you. Now, they're special and they're my guests. so So, yes, they get treated a little differently. But it would go from me being in the back, you know, talking and saying, you know, Hey, um... Oh, man, will you take some chips and salsa to that table over there? All right, thanks. I appreciate it a lot. Cool. And then then I'd walk out to the table and say, Excellent, folks, my name is Michael. And, you know, somebody behind me would be like, Oh, brother. What? That voice? Yeah, the voice. My name is Michael. What am I going to be able to do for you? You know. Hello sir. What kind of pale ale would you like? You know, I don't just, you know, tone of voice is all about conveying either the appropriate sympathy for somebody. It could be about, you know, that like I was just doing that fake sensual kind of, you know, you're communicating this, oh my goodness from your loins or something. But it, the tone is it's whatever you want to set it at, you know it's not an automatic response. You have control over whether you raise your voice and throw yourself out there. You know. Take care of it. Monitor it. you know, be the master of tone. Pauses. Yeah, just like this right here. I pause on purpose. Sometimes it's to think. Often it's just to keep your attention. Because the silence in between, oh, oh, it's silence, I need to be listening. You know, people, the words don't overflow, right? Think of it like you're reading a phone number out to somebody over the phone. They can't see it, they got to listen to it. That's right, area code 888. 888. Huh? But that's important to me. And I always play games with the, you know, how I am communicating information to people. I'll, I'll say it to you two different ways. Up, oh, that's right. His name's Brock Lesnar. Yep, that B R O C K. Okay, that's five letters. Brock. Okay, and is Lesnar is L E S N A R. Six letters. You got a total of eleven letters. Five, six. Brock Lesnar. And they're writing while I'm saying this, and this is filler. Could have been one of those pauses, like I just did. It could just be silent while they're trying to. But i only like doing that because it, I, I'm trying to reinforce the person to make sure the communication is right there taking away any doubts they might have it's me being proactive that's just how I handle it if you want to be silent and let them let them figure it out go for it those pauses are extremely important it's like uh, you watch Clint Eastwood movie there's a lot of silence silence is important hands yeah you can't see it here but I talk you know hands are a good thing maybe you scratch your face and make wince or make a face or something it throws people off it's another distraction like staring off in the distance like the pauses are. This could all fall under the umbrella of distraction. Distance is a good tool, right? But it's you want to be able to hear people. You want to be in their vicinity during COVID. Obviously, you want to give them uh, healthy. But distance being something that you can close, right? Cause you, you're sitting intimately with somebody and you want to sit on the other end of the couch and then you want to move closer. You want to sit next to them at the dinner table. Sit on the same side of the booth where you are in the car, whatever it might be. Uh, but when you're talking, distance can be very important, right? If you start to convey a bigger idea, you you get in real close with them, you know, and you want to share it as if it's this intense thing. Or you may want to stand back a little bit and say, you know, almost like you're opening the door, you're encouraging them to look at all this space. Use your imagination, you know, that kind of thing. Very easy to understand, I believe, anyway. Uh, I think that people appreciate distance, and then there's other people who they look at you and they maybe they're not looking for distance. Maybe they're looking at it like, oh, hey, hey, wait, wait a minute, what's with all this distance? Come over here where I can hear you. Sit down close, and that's more of a traditional thing. It's it, come on over here. It's you know maybe something that your grandparents might be more into. Um, more in their practices would, would be more in line with having that family setting that you know immediate family right you're sitting at the dinner table that kind of thing you're not yelling between rooms come in here right come in here and talk not going to yell across the house that's not you know and you can intermingle uh other words with that you can look at it in terms of the perspective of respect and things like that right are you respecting them if you're giving them distance are you respecting them if you don't give them distance those are important things in 2021. So I think that's, uh, that's extremely important for anybody to, to have a chance to observe. My favorite. Distance always reminds me, of, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're, you know what I'm going to say already. About Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Go the distance. Because I love me some Moonlight Graham. Um, I think one of the other things that is extremely important is on the top of the other side of the list. It's got its own podcast already. Levity. The episode on levity, there's nothing like it. Levity is the end-all be-all. It's basically the purpose of this discussion. When I looked at... the idea of levity like i was trying to come up with a good word comedy is not the right word it's not in, it's not designed to make you laugh it's levity it's designed to alleviate the things that i'm saying the things that i'm doing um i think that if you understand what the concept of levity is then you know it doesn't need an explanation for you but perhaps you know you're in a, in a boat where Levity, what's the Levity, leverage? Does that mean you're leveraging somebody? You're manipulating somebody. I did mention the ability to manipulate people with this, but uh, manipulate, I I think that manipulation infers and is tied to maliciousness. And when I'm saying here, none of this is designed to be ugly or evil or malicious or you know up to no good. It's all designed to be part of a, as I said when I led this episode off, decorum. It's all about civility. I think it's yeah, the the other slogan I used to have that is at the top of a writing column that I had. I think it's been a Windows background several times. I said Michael Michael L Craver. The last word in civility. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, levity has its own episode. (coughs) I encourage you to go look at it, I'll link it. But levity, in and of itself, is you and you, if you can tell a joke and you can bring in humor and it takes away the tension in the room, that's what you're going for, right? Levity is designed as a way to you don't want it to be monotonous, right? So if it's too quiet, it's whatever, levity picks it up. If it's going too fast, levity, and it's a way of leveling it out. As I spoke and described this podcast in the beginning, you want smooth sailing. Levity keeps you on the right wavelength. It keeps you on a comfortable wavelength. I also think that you need levity to be gauged in a way that you can still be taken into account with all these other things I mentioned, like etiquette. You don't want people to think that you're levity that's me well then then you're more or less security you're the bouncer you know dr feel good you got to be able to incorporate these other things some of them get more expansive like my next item on my list use their imagination like i talked about with distance let people use their imagination I could say, yes, we went out into the forest at night and it was cold and there was dew on the leaves and the temperature was 39. The forecast was this. It had rained six days before, two days before, hours before. There's trees on the ground. I, to me, that's overthinking it. You're putting people into a narrow box. I'll give you this example. My mother wants to sell her house. That's a good scenario. So, so here's a here's a play on a real world scenario. Lady wants to sell her house. She decides she's going to remodel the house to put it on the market. House is worth hundred thousand dollars. You do ten thousand dollars worth of repairs and remodeling. All right, and then you maybe even paid some fees, interest, something might go along with that. So you had a house worth $100,000. You put $10,000 into it. Okay. Are you selling it for $110,000? Maybe. Here's something to think about. If you could have just sold it for $90,000 and let them make all the repairs, what's the difference in the money? I'll give you a hint. Nothing. Nothing. How many people can buy and remodel that house? 100% of them. At a $10,000 discount. Big, wide audience, right? Now, you remodel this house, and you have specific choices, right? Because you can't just put camouflage or, uh, I'm sorry, wrong word, you can't put chameleon paint on the walls. that just changes like a mood ring. So now you've got a different color. Now you've spent money. You have specific design patterns and details. right? So they are going to fit a narrower audience. Hmm. But it needs to be remodeled, right? Because it won't sell without... It will sell if you'll open your mind and say... I'm open to negotiations. These things uh, admittedly need work, but I will knock it off the price so that you can customize this place and make it your own any way you like. Oh. And that's what becomes important there. You let people use their imagination. When I describe things, I often describe things as if, you know, you're riding in a car. I might tell, might tell what time of day it is. I'm not going to tell you where you're at in the country or what you see out the windows for the most part. Stuff like that. I just, I like to sit back. I will ask questions of specificity when things are necessary. If they're not, let people use their imagination. It's one of the many, many tools of the the devil, as mama says in the water boy. Um... Watching Law and Order on season two, episode twenty-one called Silence. Got it on the other screen over here. Now, when they take somebody into an interrogation room or they're questioning somebody, you're not giving somebody half a truth. You introduced someone. You opened a door to a piece of information. That's all you did. It's not a half truth, right? Because as I, as I have said, truth is whatever you believe to be true until you have more accurate information. Then if you believe something that is not in line with the facts, you, you it's not true. It's not honest. Now, if I said, were you at the store the other night? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we saw a guy coming out of that store. Oh, my God, it was me yeah, we saw a guy coming out of the store like every day of the year. I just didn't provide the rest of that piece of information. Now that's going fishing and a lot of people do that. They're doing that when they're trying to have these you know, combative talks with people but I've never understood like if you're arguing with somebody you love the, the classic question I ask the girlfriend is <laughs> I'll say, well, tell you what, one question. Same question I asked you before. When's the last time you were wrong? It's my way of just, you know, she's not going to answer it, but, you know, obviously you've been wrong somewhere. Now, if you can't answer that question, why are you going to jump on me about anything, right? And most people, I think everybody can see it. I think everybody sees the correlation. You see what's happening there, whether you agree with it or not. But, as I've spoken about in... Very recent episodes, where you, well, you have people who have this abundance of resources that they use to self destruct or tear something down, eat themselves from the inside out. Oh, man. But you dropped a jelly donut on my floor. Oh, my God. You reach down, you might clean it up. You might shoot it with a little bit of cleaner, paper towel, towel it up. It's gone. It's done. I can't believe you did that, son of a bitch. You know, it's over, man. Like let, This is a problem where people aren't seeing the healthy and unhealthy side of this. If you have somebody who makes a mistake, you got a, a person who didn't give you the right information, they uh, your kid wrecked the car, your boyfriend lied to you, somebody, you know, was mischievous, malicious, cheated, if you have the ability to work with that person and have a bright future, There is no sense in coming unhinged about a mistake that can be corrected or can be left in the past. You can acknowledge it for its historical significance and then move forward. Yes, that did happen. Okay, But if we both know that and it doesn't have a reference point in the future, don't randomly bring stuff up to destroy the rapport or the mood that you have. God damn, I, I remember when you wrecked my car. Dad, that was 30 years ago. But still, you know, have you processed it? Maybe not. Maybe that word acceptance comes in here, you know. Because you can move forward. Like You, you can have a tremendously bright future with someone who, who's done terrible things to you or somebody else. It does not change their future potential. Well, I mean, it, it could if they, you know, got into a car wreck and cut their leg off. Now they're not going to be able to, you know, do some physical thing that was part of your plan. I mean, right? That's, that's inhibitive or it's... Obviously, you have a unique situation there. But if you are a person who had, you know, hopes and dreams with somebody who made mistakes, <laughs> there's... There is no reason at all that you can't you know, have patience and continue to build and work with that person around the learning curve that they have. But they knew better, and they, oh, you think they wanted to have this very ugly situation and now a bad memory with you. I think they either forgot, they were overwhelmed. They may not have an explanation for the natural choice that they made. For some reason, at the time, it seemed harmless or it seemed as if there would not be the sort of consequences that you're laying on the table are those consequences absolutely necessary they're not you mean we could work with this person cut them a break know that you know they made a mistake you're better than them obviously now so what do you you just want to hang it over their head i think they're at your mercy and if you have the ability to give people mercy that's extremely important to do. It is. I also think that uh, it's really important for people to sit back and, and breathe, right? One of my tricks of the trade is just what are you doing for atmosphere? You know, you grab somebody's, you know, Drink for them, refill it. You got a loved one, you got to, you know, scratch their back, give them a foot massage, let them choose the TV show. You're going on a walk, let them walk in front of you a little bit, open the door for them. All these little pieces of decorum and etiquette that I'm talking about they're very simple things that we accept as people. That's you know, you think that's traditional or that's manners, sure it is, however. What I'm pointing out here is something that a lot of people just don't practice. My tricks of the trade, ironically, are very understood, common-sense things. You see them all around you, and you don't put them into one box, into your toolbox, and then carry them around with you. You don't have to. You, You do whatever you want to do. But when these are established pieces of the world, right? When you have gold, you don't have to have pyrite. You don't have to have fake, you know, it's, it's almond milk. No, it's not. It's not milk. You don't have to manufacture stuff when you got the real deal. You got two people that love each other, they talk to each other, they got a future with each other. There are things that are going to upset you. There are times you're going to have to have discussions and each one of these tools, you know, are extremely helpful in being able to repair or build any kind of relationship you want to have from social to romantic beyond. If you're a customer service person, these are extremely helpful. Anyway, I got to get back. I got somewhere else to be. I hope you guys are enjoying the weather that I'm not going to describe <laughs> wherever you're hearing this. I do appreciate that you took the time out for me wherever and whenever that was. I um I treasure people. A couple I treasure more than anything. And a little man who is going to have some surgery Monday and uh Hopefully, he'll be a more well-behaved golden doodle whenever we're getting past recovery with him. Old George, he's getting his visit to the vet in about, oh, 72 hours. Hope you guys enjoy yourselves. Appreciate you taking the time for me. You share this anywhere you want, any forum you want. And uh, stick around because I've got a long list of things here. See what's on the list to be next. Looks like we've got a long list of therapeutic cooking. Well, some are about animals, some are about me. A couple of things I want to read. That sounds like a good choice, right there. Memories change moods. I'll make the next one about some memories. This one is in the books. So we've just become a memory. And yet it's new to you. Folks, it's been our pleasure at Michael L. Kraber Presents to bring you this fine podcast. Be sure that you like, you subscribe, you leave a review if you've enjoyed what you had to hear today. You can listen on all your favorite media platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Tell Alexa to play Michael L. Kraber Presents of yourself out there.